Icons, how are you doing out there in IndyPod land? Good to see you today on this Wisdom Wednesday. I'm Super Joe Pardo, and I have a great guest for you today on this Wisdom Wednesday. Is it we rhyming up in here? Uh, anyway, I uh, am I'm excited because we're going to talk about something that um, you know it, it means. It needs to be said because you're never you're never too old to do almost anything. Even uh, where's the DJ and Granny? If you've never seen the DJ and Granny, uh, she is she is awesome and uh, and you know she doesn't let anything get in her way uh, as far as knowing when to start something, which is right now today. That's when you start, and that's what we're going to do here today on this Wisdom Wednesday. So anyway, uh, again, I'm Super Joe Pardo. We're here for the next hour-ish or so. Uh, please pop in the chat where you're listening from, where, what are you up to, what's going on in your world today, and uh, just pop in and say hi. Remember, this episode is brought to you by the IndiePod University. If you want to learn to launch, grow, and monetize your podcast, go to IndiePodU.com and go check it out. We, there's podcasting resource videos, a community weekly group coaching call. I got to turn the granny off. She's she's distracting me at this point. Uh, so yeah, there's all these resources and community based around getting you to build your podcast as a business or more effectively for your business. So uh, also don't forget September 12th and 13th, the live virtual conference. It was supposed to be in person, but we're doing it virtual. We'll We'll do it virtual. Dirt, virtual, virtual, virtual. Uh, <laughs> oh no, I clicked off the thing. Uh, it's going to be in part, like in face to face. We're doing it in Zoom. It's two days long because we couldn't hold it in just one day. Because of course not. We got to go for multiple days. So it's two days long. Icon six. We have over thirty speakers from literally all over the globe. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a fun time. So go get your tickets. People have been snatching up their tickets in the last uh, two three days. There's been a run at people getting tickets. It's not capped, but I think there is a upper limit to how many people we can fit into a Zoom call. So because uh, that's how we're doing it. So I think it's like three hundred. Hopefully, hey, if we could get three hundred people in there, that would be a massive massive accomplishment for the community uh tickets again on sale right now go to indiepodcasters.com slash icon six uh, also, if you want to win a free month of Imp- uh, IndiePod University on Free Ride Friday, go over to indiepodcasters.com slash tube and hit that subscribe button. Make sure it's set to public so I can pick you out because I'm picking one random winner every single fr- Free Ride Friday and giving the shout out on here to reach out to me to get your one month free of the IndiePod University. What's going on, Charlie? How you doing? Listening all the way from Kennett Square. I know. I know what's up with Kennett Square. Uh, good to see you. Good to see you. And I uh, hope you're do- having a great, great day uh, right now, right here. Also, if you haven't picked up your merch for IndiePod IndiePodCon 6, uh, you can go over to youricongear.com. There's limited edition t-shirts, uh, phone cases, a fanny pack, because it's it, we're doing the 80s at this event. So I'm looking forward to seeing everybody's 80 attire and gear. Uh, so I thought it would, it would be fun. We'll have uh, 80s trivia and music and all kinds of things to, to kind of spice up our Zoom call uh, to, to make it 
not just the normal Zoom call that everybody seems to be hating on now that we're months into this pandemic. Anyway, today we are talking about how you were never too old to start podcasting. And I have my friend, Reverend Ken Blanchard. Welcome to the show, Ken. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for letting me be on your show. You are so welcome. It's been way too long to, to not have you on the show. It, it, I almost feel guilty not having you here sooner. But I so, watched, uh, though, so I think I'm still with you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So, uh, sir, get, fill everybody in. What's your show? What's a little bit about your background and, uh, and, and what you do? Well, right now I have four podcasts and I produce Woo! another. Um, the longest show running is 12 years long, 13 this year, called The Black Man with a Gun Show. Um, and then I have awesome. a, a Christian show called Speak Life Church. I have um, Warrior Cast that I produce for my son. I have um, Indian Motorcycle Radio for the motorcycle enthusiasts out there. And then I have um, The Reverend Ken Blanchard Show, which is brand new. Which is going to be my hodgepodge of everything else that's me. I think I got everybody in is there. That, is that five shows? I think yeah. that, did I count yeah. five. Okay, you yeah. said four, right? <laughs> four that I do, and five that I five total on my account. Five total. I am um, I'm a, a man of many hats. Being an old dude, I've done a lot of things. So I started off as a firearms instructor for the Central Intelligence Agency, a law enforcement officer, and uh, that was interesting. But it made me want to teach gun safety and help people in my community. I didn't know how political the gun thing was when I stepped out there. I mean, I was totally a country guy who's going to go, all right, everybody has a gun at home. Everybody shoots. I had no idea that wasn't the case, that it was different in every state, that there's different cultures behind it. I got beat up by all kind of people. And this was in 91 when I first started doing this. So this was before Google and social media. So here was this black guy out here talking about guns and there was still quite a few folks who were still um, from the former Black Panther Party still around. There were still civil rights people still around, people who had still been through the riots and had seen some pretty ne negative stuff, which kind of come back around in 2020. Um, so um, I got beat up by ministers. I got beat up by civil rights people. I got beat up by everybody, but it, I was embraced by the gun community who had been getting beat up by the same people, and now they had a person of color who was promoting gun safety and responsibility. So I got a chance to ride high for a nice, uh, about 10 years, helping with concealed carry reformer across the country. Um, I learned so much about myself, about politics, about the country, and I wrote a book, and then I wrote a book, and then thought, let me put this thing up on the internet, which was brand new back then in 1999. We had um, AOL 1.0 at the, at the time, uh, yeah. So, so I had this ginormous website with um, James Brown playing music in the background and my book on the front, and I was scaring everybody because they thought I was like really, really rich because you no know, big corporations didn't have websites back then. But um, I've been rolling this thing ever since, and then I discovered podcasting in 2007 and thought, um, yeah, this is my chance to be like a radio dude. So I tried everything on the Black Man with the Gun show. Um, I was it was a pro gun variety show. I got a chance to tell jokes, bring comedians on, talk about gun rights, talk about safety, about the newest thing. And uh, I've, I've tried everything, um, bad karaoke, you name it. I've done it on that show and it survived um, <laughs> until like 20, uh, 2013, no, 
last, last year, 2019, I quit. I said, all right, December, this is it. Show been running for 12 years. There's a whole bunch of folks on the internet talking about guns now, and I'm old, and y'all don't care anymore. Um, so I stopped for about five months, and the result was unreal. I had people from around the country who had grown up with me. Um, so now the black man with the gun is an icon. It's uh, it's uh, something that you're used to hearing. My, my, my bad jokes, my dad jokes, my clean for home jokes, I didn't know all that stuff was, was, a, was a thing. Um, and the new folks were a little bit more abrasive, were a little in your face. My style was like Mr. Rogers with a gun and they missed it. Um, so I got an overwhelming thing to come back. And I thought, well, I still don't have a range. I still don't, um, I'm not training anybody anymore. I'm just the dude that believes in unity and community and love and all the stuff of a preacher. Y'all still want me? And they were like, yeah, absolutely for right now because 2020 has been a monster. We, we could use uh, your, your jokes. We could use your humor, your all that you are. So it's back. So now um, episode 639, I think, would be coming out this week. Love it. Love it. Love it. You know, well, because when you, when, I, when you hear about it, it – it makes sense that you're saying that the the people that are doing it now are a, it's a more of abrasive, more, um, I guess, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Like they're leaning for one eyeballs. way or the other. They're, they're, they're pushing the pushing the envelope, and I'm like, I ain't got to push nothing. I mean, I'm a hippie with a gun. I mean, I just I'm in love and peace. Just don't make me have to shoot you. That's all. I'm not gonna miss. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, that you know, so it is. It's um, well, like uh, what's polarizing is the word I'm suppo- yes. is, is looking for. So, like every you know, everybody feels like they have to be polarizing to go and and get the the hearts and the minds of people because it's like if you're not polarizing, oh, you're too in the middle. Well, then I guess you don't lean for anything. And it's like, well, you do. You're leaning for for love and liberty and the pursuit of you know happiness and owning a gun and ha- allowing that gun to be able to enable you to 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 not have anybody come and take that away from you, right? Yeah, you can be totally anti-gun and still like me. Um, you, you, I'm, not, I'm not anti-gun, but I don't own a gun, and uh, and I definitely love you. Can. I, I, I have, thank you, man. I've, I've learned, I've learned to be me and be okay. Because at first, I thought, like, if I was Samuel Jackson with the gun issue, you would have heard of me. I'd have been on major television because a couple of times I've gotten on radio when they said. Announcing the black man with a gun, he has a, a book, a website, and he's very polarizing. And, and and then I come on and say, "Hey guys, I love you guys. Don't don't worry about it if you don't understand this." And then folks just start tuning off because this guy is just too nice. But if I was gonna be the angry black man, man, I'd have been famous. I'd have been rich. But that's not well, me. I couldn't right, fake so it. You were missing one word in in the title, right? Angry, yeah, angry yeah. black man with a gun. If I did that, I'd be rolling. I'd be, I'd be huge. <laughs> but you probably wouldn't be happy, right? And that's, no. and that's, I think that's one of the reasons that why not only myself but so many people connect with you because it's, you know, because it's humanizing. And and I think when you look at guns from a different perspective of as a tool and as something to to protect, not just to to harm. 
uh, I, I think it, it, you know, it opens up your mind. I know it's opened up my mind over the years. Like, I, you know, growing up in Jersey, like not, some people have guns, but they're very hard to get here. You, like you can't even get like a shot like me and uh, Andre in the in the in the chat. We're talking about he's like, oh, why can't you just go get a shotgun? I was like, because I don't think I can actually do that here. <laughs> like, I think I have to still go. And I would want to go and take a course if I was going to get a gun because like I didn't grow up around that life, you know. Courses are fun. Training is fun. You could find out stuff that you didn't even know that you could do really well. Mm, like that's taking what, apart a gun and <laughs> like no, just the whole marksmanship it. thing of it. It's it's a Zen thing. Like in my family, they were super athletic. So when I was a kid, I'm downstairs recording off my tape recorder, doing my Iron Man comic books, doing sound effects and stuff because I didn't know there was a whole career in voice acting. I did not know that. So my dad thought I was strange, but I had all these allergies, so I didn't ever go outside. So my family is super athletic. I mean, my mom even played basketball in high school, and I sucked. I was, I was like the black sheep. He sits in there and reads all day, or he talks on a microphone, or, or he's drawing, or he's painting. Never plays basketball or football. So I thought, all right, here, I am a misfit. I'm going to enlist in the Marine Corps to prove to you guys I'm a man. And um, I got in there and thought, this isn't even harder than my house. My household was rougher than this. But the thing I learned about was rifleman and being a marksman. And that thing was like a whole nother, like nobody in my family shoots. I was like, but I got a gift here. I can hit anything. I was like, I was getting cocky, right? As, as I learned, <laughs> like, I was like, I got something that somebody values, you know? So then um, when I was talking to some kids and, they, and Michael Jordan was the thing at the time, and they were like, um, you know when you're about to shoot a basketball and you're going on the court and you, you got your mind focused on the, on the rim and you launch that jumper? I say it's the same thing when I'm grabbing a rifle. And the, the whole zen of there's noise, there's other people shooting on the sides, but there's a, the time you have to inhale, exhale, breathe, focus, and you pull the trigger, nothing but me and the, and the target. And when you hit the thing from like thousands of feet away, people go, damn. That is the same thing of when he shoots, he scores. So I, I had to learn if you don't have um, the ability to dunk, the ability to run as fast as my cousin who made it to the NFL, my other cousin who made it to the NBA, Wow! Um, that it's okay. You might be an inner city person that can shoot. So how about we develop that skill because that's still focused. That still keep you because you want your grades to be good. You want to let you go to the range. All that stuff matters and i became that guy yeah well as drew says thank you thank you for your service and and, and even Thanks, in buddy. the caa c c c a c i a as well as the c uh as the as a officer that that's uh you know that those are big shoes to fill um bigger shoes than well uh, yeah bigger shoes than nba and nfl stars to, to make or you know starters to make to make you feel better uh but you know i <laughs> So uh, podcasting, right? And yeah. so what what year what year uh what year was it that you started in 2007 you said 2007, you started? yeah. That's awesome. And and uh, obviously probably nobody around you knew or had ever heard of the word podcast before. No. I, somebody somebody interviewed me because they knew I had been traveling around doing gun safety stuff in the country. So they said we want to have this black guy with a gun on our podcast and I was like, what's a podcast? And then once I was interviewed, I thought Oh, this is what I've been trying to do my whole life. I can be a radio guy in my basement. Too cool. And um, I went looking for a coach. Who did I find? Dave Jackson. And, the um, the yeah. Dave Jackson. Dave became 
became my Yoda, and I just listened to, to everything he said and, and grew with Dave. And um, that was it right there. I was gone after that. Dave, I, I love Dave. He's right. He, in fact, speaking of Dave, he will be speaking at Icon 6, live virtual conference happening September 12th to the 13th, right? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, <laughs> tickets are on now, indiepodcasters.com slash Icon 6. Like how I kind of spun all that there. That's what we do uh, when we, you know, are trying to promote things in between. So anyway, I, um, you know, I, I, I think it's it's really incredible that you've had this this journey that is because of podcasting. Now, uh, how how old are you now, and how old were you when you started? I was because we're supposed to be talking about never too old, right? Oh yeah, I'm 58 right now. 58, so you were 45 when you started. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, yeah, some, uh, I mean, 45 ain't old. I mean, 58 ain't even old. So the point being is, is if you, you know, you could be DJing granny as well, as I showed earlier, uh, it doesn't matter how old you are. It matters if you're willing to put in the work, right? Uh, Now, there's an audience for you. Right, exactly. So what did you, what, um, like, uh, what roadblocks did you, you feel like you, you ran into when you were just getting started like that? You, you, Yeah. The biggest yeah. one is, is um, tech. You think you don't have enough gear. You don't have the right stuff. You think you need to buy more crap. I had a, a bad, um, I forgot the name brand of this thing. It was a bad laptop that had a whole bunch of bootleg programs that, that died eventually because all the stuff just crumbled it from the inside, you know, all the bad malware and stuff. And I had like a gaming headset that everybody else had. I was in the basement that was un, um, insulated, so it was cold in November when I started, next to the washing machine. Um, I didn't know about insulation. I didn't know about any of that stuff. Right, right. And my wife is a cleaning machine. So I have to like tell her to stop cleaning and let me do this thing. She's like, well, who are you talking to? I said, I have no idea who I'm talking to. And our whole thing was, you better not be looking at porn on that thing. I'm like, baby, I'm not. I'm actually, I'm talking to somebody. One day it's going. People will know what this means. Right now, it's just kind of funny, but it's it's okay. And I became this voice that started to resonate. And my original people were folks just like me. They were veterans. They were law enforcement. They were the misunderstood good guys. Um, they were some of them were veterans that had gone through some stuff. And being in CIA, um, one of the things that I did do that was a positive was that. Um, as a firearms trained person at sometimes during history, they didn't have enough people or have enough time to send um, big groups of folks to protect other people. So they would just send me and they would grab me and a couple of my buddies. And the three of us did like protective details around the world. And the stuff was scary, but um, I got good memories from it. And one of the positives from it was I was chosen because of my demeanor. Um, I was somebody that you could, stick in somebody else's house with their kids um, and be Mr. Belvedere with three guns. And and I'm not going to attack the wife or make the kids afraid, but I'm going to protect the household. So it's it's been a, a growing thing. And that, that resonated with people, and it helped me. Hmm. Well, you did say Mr. Rogers with a gun. Uh, yeah, man. Which, <laughs> you know, I... Again, I I, th- I think I think it is res- it's awesome to have those resources of um, responsible gun ownership without the polarizingness of it and the you know or politicizingness of it or or anything to that effect. Uh, 
you know, bringing the the lifestyle of it and and genuinality, genuine is that a word? The very very genuineness to yeah, it, yeah. right? Um, it, to the topic, and and that's uh, just so so powerful. Uh, Andre says, "Man, that that sound that job sounds fun." Oh yeah, and I totally fell into it. I mean, I was like the just the strange dude that was around. So they would go, "Hey, how's this guy for blah blah blah?" And they would go, "Oh yeah, he's okay with that." Boom. Get a plane ticket. You're going so and so. I'm like, okay. I had no idea when I got, when I got there. It was like ten thousand people after this guy. That detail they left out, but uh, it's all good now. <laughs> <laughs> so jumping back on the tech side of things, you know, it, it is it's real easy to get like you know wrapped up in all that, and and yes. to this day, like you know, your phone can be the best, you know, microphone that you have in the house that enables you to just start podcasting with just literally your phone or, or the, you know, the ear pods totally. that you plug into it. Uh, or, you know, I, I always say if you get your audio to about 70 to 80% quality, uh, your content will carry the rest and your audience will eventually get so annoyed that they will uh, send you money <laughs> and get you a microphone because they true, want to dude. hear. It's true, you sub- I'm ready to do it with one of the podcasts I listen to. I'm like, uh, like one of one of them ha- clearly has a better setup than the other the other co-host. And I'm like, dude, he needs he needs something better. I, I'm ready to just send him send him a microphone and get, jump on a call and help him out. Uh, and I probably, I probably might do that actually. Cause I want the, I want the stories to sound better. That's, yeah, yeah. you know, want it, the win. yes, yes. I, I want, I want to, I want to be entertained with the story. So, um, yeah, the tech though, I, you know, and especially as, you know, as you get older and you get further away, if you didn't grow up around tech, if you didn't, you know, incorporate yourself and go out of your way to incorporate tech into your life, um, you know, it's going to, it's going to be tougher than if you didn't, but like I said, it could be as simple as like your phone, uh, being that, that piece of equipment that you need to like launch that podcast, launch that, you know, start live streaming and, and using services that are, I mean, you could do it with a Chromebook. Heck, we're on StreamYard. This is right now. We're literally just using a Chromebook tab. So I could be doing this on a, on a $200 Chromebook. It might not look the greatest, but, but at least it's there. And again, if the, if the audio quality is good enough, then people will come along for the ride. Um, you know, uh, when you got started, how did you go about promoting this thing that nobody had ever, well, very few people had ever heard of a podcast in the first place? The first thing I had to do was find my audience. Your audience is your secret sauce to everything. Um, I had to promote it by, I put, I monogrammed stuff on hats. I made shirts. Um, I had business cards. I tried stickers and decals. I tried um, giving away uh, CDs with with, uh, shows on it. That was too much. I tried um, being on other people's shows. Um, I wrote little posts that I could probably sneak into. uh, uh, Where did I put it? I had it on marketplace boards and like supermarkets and stuff. I went to college, put flyers out. Um, whenever I taught a class, I made sure that they became like my uh, my evangelist. I would um, make sure I, I interviewed them so they would like be glad to share that they were on somebody's show. Nobody really knew what it was. Um, yeah. Because again, it took, it took a while, but the original people, and this is the best part, the folks that you gather that become your core don't stay s- static either. Um, so you start today, I mean, 58 years old, you think, oh, man, you're a geezer. But 
let me tell you, people that are in your circle, they got grandkids, they got kids, they got other folks, and they're not going to be little kids forever. So as time went on, some of my very first guests became involved in the gun industry, and they became my sponsors. Um, one guy, we hit it off the first week, and he started this company that made um, holsters that were both Kydex plastic and leather combined. And it was no big deal, except for back in the day, everybody only had leather holsters. So he had this hybrid-looking thing. He was a Christian, so he slapped a cross on it. He called it Crossbreed Holsters. And um, did me and this dude, we used to just cut up because he was in the Navy, I was in the Marines, and we had this, this rivalry. We would talk junk to each other. And then he's, I said, you know what? I'm going to do a podcast. I'm, you're going to be my first advertisement. He goes, really? And I was like, yeah, just because you're my friend. And he was like, okay, cool. About a month later, he created this huge, his company went boom. I mean, it blew up. It was like in all the NRA magazines. And I thought, I know this guy. Wow. So I, said, I called him up. I said, man, congratulations. You're doing good. He's like, yeah, and I'm going to start sponsoring your show. This is like my second year in podcasting. And now I had this major sponsor. I thought, wow, who would have knew? So you never know where your friends can go. And all my sponsors have become or were part of my listening audience. And because I was so early in this thing, my audience is all the old cats um, that remember the same funk that I do, the same. They were all the cool kids that were athletes in high school that um, that I wasn't. They knew the dance music. They knew the songs. Um, they became my core. And they're also well-to-do, educated, uh, part of the, the the whole industry that I'm trying to be in. So even my numbers, when my numbers were small, they were good people. I mean, they were people that they were, they were influential people. Um, so I ate real good. They would come in town. Hey, man, I'm coming um, to so-and-so. You want to go to the Waldorf Astoria? I'm thinking... I, I drive by there. I've never been there. Come on, man. I'll show you a good time. I'm thinking, wow. My wife is like, who are these people? I said, I don't know. I just talked to them. Don't, 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 don't neglect your audience. Your audience, it could be five people that are all billionaires. You have no idea. But be good to them. Treat them well, and it'll grow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's, super, that's super important. You don't always know who's listening and uh, you, sometimes you, you get surprised when you find out who is listening to your show and, and, you know, hanging on the words. And, and I, I, you know, I always go back and say, uh, you know, as a podcaster, you're a leader and, and, you know, you got to really take the charge with what you're putting out there, uh, and bringing your community together. Even if your community is a whole bunch of crickets that, you know, you're, cause you're just getting started. But if you prepare yourself in the beginning, be the then, king uh, of the crickets. Right, You're the king of the night. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if you you know if you're um if you're if you're you know passionate enough about it and and you know just pretend like hey there's at least there's crickets listening, um you know you you will start to put yourself in that position where once you find out that you actually do have a few listeners other than your mom, uh you know and those those crickets it's 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 gonna it's it's gonna be so much easier for you to fall into that role because you've already uh, you know started to put yourself out there in a way that that makes it happen now speaking of putting yourself out there um how like how like okay so say i'm you know 65 years old and i you know i just discovered this podcasting thing how cool is it i'm i'm scared i'm scared 
I'm scared, Ken. What what should I do? I I don't I'm worried that you know people are going to judge me. I'm worried that I'm going to say something that's going to offend somebody. I'm worried that I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm worried about the what if monster. Man, you got it bad. You got it really good. Actually, it's it's better when you're older. I'll tell you why. Um, you don't care. Get off my lawn. You, you're you're in this mode where um you got stories, you got experience, you got you got stuff that the younger folks don't have, and then you have people who understand and get you. So you don't have to explain yourself. You can be raw if you want to, but most of the time the older ones don't. We're 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 like um we've gone through all this stuff like so many times before of political correctness and we're not sure about stuff. So we'll stumble, but the stumble means that you're both humble and you're um, not trying to be abrasive and people like dig it because you're being your your own self. And you'll get younger audiences that don't have like a dad or uncle to talk to. You're, you'll become that guy. And um, they'll be cracking up because you'll be saying stuff that, like wow, threw that dig it in there. Y'all don't even remember dig it. Dig it was a big thing, man, back in the 70s. If you was on to something, dig it, man. I'm with it. You, you'll, you'll have your own language. And I thought in the beginning, man, I'm not going to, like when I first went to PodFest or Pod Multimedia, anything where it was like multiple blog talk, um, blog, what's that thing, blog, blog, blog world. When I went uh, to, yeah, there's a blog world. Was when I went to those them, things, yeah. I was the old dude walking the halls, right? I'm thinking, man, look at this guy going to live in Puerto Rico. He's like a millionaire doing this thing. And this is, this guy was an architect and now he's doing podcasts and he's, he's making bank too. Ah, uh, I must suck. But no, you can't judge. Um, Comparison is the thief of joy. Just stay in your lane, be yourself, and your people will find you. And then you have to just kind of spread like this. Like Super Joe gave me an audience, so I'll probably get like at least one person will check out one of my shows from this thing. And I, I hope it's I'm a sure positive. So. It's a positive. You can't lose with the stuff you use. It's it's the <laughs> just just keep on flowing, and and just keep putting it down. You got to do reps. You can't do one and done. You got to like mess up and find out like. I had a show called The Urban Shooter. And then my folks were like, well, don't you have a book called Black Man with a Gun? You should probably do that as your title because, and I got like marketing advice from like CEOs of com companies. I thought, isn't that kind of inflammatory? They're like, it's your word, man, use it. So I became the black man with a gun. I thought, all right, all the black people listen to me. In the beginning, my show was 99% non-colored people. It was all Everybody else in the gun world who thought, here's a guy who's like a decent dude that I would like bring home, meet my family with, with him and everything. So I thought, wow, who would have knew? So just be yourself. Don't don't poo-poo your life. Don't poo-poo how you speak. Because um, I, I went to diction class. I went to actually language speaking so I could speak more clearly and more directly. But nobody wanted to hear that guy. So <laughs> poof, just be you and let it go. Like the um, well, first off, you, 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 was that your impression of, uh, of of Clint Eastwood saying "Get off my lawn" from yeah, uh, yeah, from yeah. Gran Torino? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> such a great movie. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? The uh, old guys rule. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and he, I mean, and he's still doing, and he's still doing it, right? Yes, like, uh, did you watch? Pa was it Pack Mule or yes, uh, the Mule? The mule, yeah, 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 that was great too. Man, he was hundred uh, on that one. Man, and he and how, how old is Clint Eastwood now? Is he like not? Is he over ninety? He's got to be at least ninety. He, I, I think he's. 
Oh, he is 90. Yeah, May 31st. So he just turned 90 this year. Wow, this guy. This is the guy. <laughs> I love him. Like, he used I love to look him. like this. <laughs> I, was watch, I, was watch, I was watching his spaghetti western last night. My wife just rolled her eyes. It's like the man with no name. I love him. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so uh, what was I going to say? The other, the other thing is um, – yeah, like we don't always know who our audience is going to be when we get started, right? Like we we think we know because we're like, oh, I'm going to talk to uh, these these certain sets of people, and, um, and then it turns out a whole different set of people are turned on to it because they want the insight to of, of what you're bringing to the table. Yeah. Uh, maybe and and maybe the audience that you thought just isn't there yet, or you're, maybe you haven't done a good enough job of packaging it so that audience that you think you're speaking to. Uh, you know, gets it and and wants to come along, right? So it's just, uh, it's 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 very. Uh, now you were saying the uh, the urban shooter was that the name of the that was the name of your book? No, that was the name of the the first podcast when it first the came first out. First podcast, oh, okay. Yeah, the urban shooter, and then you changed it to the black man with a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, the other brand. Yeah, I I you know I could definitely see that being because it's more descriptive. Um, and I could, I mean, especially as we've gotten through the years, like Urban Shooter kind of does sound more inflammatory to me than. I know. Than, I, just, uh, I, was, I thought it was the other way around, you know. Yeah. Well, I, well, I guess because it's it, you're you're specifying a race, right? Mm. So you're saying black man versus urban, which can denote black, but can also denote a lot of other people, you know, people of backgrounds, uh, race, and and uh, financial and all that stuff. So, but just. You know, shooting guns in in urban cities is generally not. It's frowned upon. You know, it's frowned yeah. upon. It's it's looked but, down but, but, upon in the sense of like, why are people? You know, why are kids getting in the gangs? Why are they shooting at each other? Like, why is all this stuff happening? Um, it's you know, not rural shooter because rural shooter would be like, oh, you're going out on the farm and like shooting some beer cans or something. Cool. Like, how about that? That's how that's how I got started with, with pellet guns and my shotgun right? from my grandmother. Yeah. I, I, hey, I I shot some pellet guns. Uh, we used to like, oh, we used to get the cans uh, of soda, right? And we would fill them with um, with water and and food coloring. So we would we would have like four, like four red ones with one green one, and you had to like shoot the alien, uh, you know, or find the alien, or shoot. Or was it? There were, oh no, there were like four green ones with like one red one, and you didn't want to kill the 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 humans. So it, like you would bleed them out until one, you know. <laughs> Until you just had humans left, hopefully all surviving. But yeah, no, it, it, it's fun. It's fun, you, you know, because especially because if you you mark make it so you don't know which one's which when you're getting into it, then you got to remember which one was bleeding the green, which one was bleeding the red. Save the humans. Um, so, uh, yeah. So I I, I think that I, I think sometimes speaking to that and speaking to name changes because i've gone through name changes over the years uh with my show with streamers podcast and dreamers podcast business lessons from those that live their dreams to uh to business with super joe pardo after i won the business uh, podcast of the year award and then uh back oh thank you very much i'll give myself some things for that uh then it went then after two years of business with super joe pardo went back to dreamers podcast and now finally landed on super joe Pardo the super joe pardo show uh, and, and even with this, right, this originally was mid Atlantic podcast conference changed over to independent podcast conference. And just like the name alone has, you know, increased the amount of people coming into the community, uh, just like the, the name, 
of the the show my you know super joe pardo show has changing it to that has increased the the amount of downloads as well so you know it's who would have knew though when you first start right you you don't that's the thing he's like you don't know and and you and it might just be something as small as people tuning into uh the specific words that they want to hear at the time of the name right so like dreamers podcast like Oh, that's just a bunch of people like, oh, like we, you know, lovers and dreamers and yeah, kumbaya. And it's like, no, this is, but the doers podcast doesn't sound real good either. It doesn't really roll off the tongue real well. So, you know, and and believe me, I've took my fair share of flack for that over the years. It's like, well, you know, you can't just be sitting around dreaming all day because you ain't going to get anything done. Like, yeah, but that's not what (laughs) this is about. And and to, to that point, like sometimes when you're in it, you need to be willing to kind of let go of a name you know because the the purpose of what's going you know how it's going to grow could be so much more if you know literally one word changed the, you know mapcon middle land podcast conference to independent podcast conference changed is changed everything changed everything we, we've grown our group you know several times over <laughs> since september right uh it's, it's we went from 400 some members the 425 members are almost at 1850 today a year, uh, almost a year later so that's uh, a pretty sig- i don't know what the per- are you doing the percentage how many times over he's doing the percentage over how many times over is that oh i, I stopped when you caught me <laughs> oh darn it i should i just self-sabotaging um so so yeah so it, it's one of those things like sometimes it just has to make sense to the people that are viewing it it's not that you you're not getting the the people seeing it it's just that they're seeing it and they're saying either i don't know which generally ends up being no because they can't make a decision um so they don't allow it into their life or they you know they say yes but you're going to get a lot less yeses because it's it's kind of like a lot more of i don't know if this is for me versus you know one name one one letter change one word change can all of a sudden make a huge difference where it says it makes people say not say i don't know to say no or say yes and that's you know you want to move the needle on people so i i absolutely uh i love the fact that you you changed the name and you know it 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 makes it makes a lot of sense i mean it fits it fits you yeah, I even tried to give it away. Like after I was using it for a while, I thought, well, there's other people who I'm not the only black man in the world that has a gun. So let me let me share this thing. And folks are like, no, nah, man, that's yours. So I went and copyrighted the thing, trademarked it, and um, for all that, for all that, what it does. But it's me. I mean, it's um, I've been I've been at a job before, an interview, and the guy had heard my voice and said, hey, that's the black man with a gun, isn't it? And I thought. All right, I'm not going to get this job. I can tell right now because he heard me on the podcast. But he was a fan, and it messed me up. I didn't know how to act. I was, like, afraid. I thought, yeah, I'm about to get – I didn't even get this job yet. I'm about to get fired. And this guy was like, no, man, I've been listening to you for, like, a couple years now. So I thought, wow, okay, I guess that's okay. So it's helping me. It's helped me before. Um, I did clear out a restroom once, though. Um, I was at a um, – what do you call those things where you stop when you're traveling? The rest stop. Rest, rest stops, yeah. Stop at the rest stop. I'm in the men's side. We're at the urinal. And this guy yells, black man with a gun. Everybody ran out of there. I mean, it was like it was on fire. And um, I'm like, dude, not now. Not not now. With, with the fan <laughs> love, I appreciate you, but not now. 
Oh, that's so awesome. That is, that's, I mean, it's not awesome. I'm glad no <laughs> cops got called and it wasn't right, like right. A, a national TV situation kind of thing going on. But, <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's part of only I, me. Well, yeah, hey, it, co- it comes with the territory, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's one downside to the name is if people, you walk into like a restaurant and people start yelling, Black Man with a gun, like, it might not end well for you. <laughs> uh, ah, man. But, but back in the, back in the day, I had a black pickup truck on the Ford. Um, had that first little small pickup truck came out. I forgot the the sport track came out. I bought one and I had um, because one of my sponsors was was actually one of my NBA basketball loving no not my NFL football cousin gave me some money, so he helped me out and uh, I got my book published. And I put in fluorescent white lettering or reflective lettering, blackmanwithagun.com, got guns with the website on the back of my tailgate. And um, cops used to ride behind me and beep the horn and wave. And folks were like, what are they waving at? They know you're a police officer? I was like, no, they probably listened to the show. Folks didn't know that um, that phrase was not a, a buzzword to law enforcement. It wasn't a scary thing. It was, a, it was only scary to those who never shot. It was only scary to those in my church. Like I got almost got booted out of two churches um, with that truck, and they were like, oh, Blanchard, what, what does that mean?" I said, "What's the name of my book? It's the name of a show I do on the internet." And they're like, "Oh, do you have to do that?" And I was like, "You guys, the only one don't like it. The whole rest of the world was fine with it." And um, yeah, that's a whole another story. Well, that's a that's a, the the potential for negative connotation to hmm. it, right? And and but but the same thing is like walking into a restaurant and so people start yelling, kind of like yelling fire in a in a um a, a theater, right? Like it's 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 not it's it's not it's not and using the word gun is not good, right? No no, no one's gonna get upset. Cause it's like oh black man with a rubber chicken, you know, not the or, same, or 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 with a, or with a you know a tall latte is is not gonna get the same reaction. Yeah. Um, but. So I I don't know I I think uh, I I think the important thing there though is that you're you're getting you get the recognition to that level where it, it can supplant whether it matters or not right like whether other like because enough pe- becomes uh, uh, I, I I think that actually is on your part the potential for it to be a um, like in the lexicon. Right, like to, to try to change how people perceive that term. That's the reason um, why I used it. Actually, I wanted it to be so used so often, nobody cared. They wouldn't bat an eye. I didn't know that the world would continue to to go the direction it went. But as a as an older person, know that as soon as people they don't hear you or they don't see you all the time, but if they see your face or maybe on album art, which I've learned to use more than any abstract, use your use your mug. I don't care how you look. Let folks know where the voice is coming from um, so yeah. they can identify with you. Um, yep. And that will help you as an old person, older person, to um, to have your bona fides. Like, how can this guy tell me how I should live? Well, I've only been married for 28 years, and he's only got like two adult kids and blah, blah, blah. So he might have some wisdom in there somewhere. He might got gray by, you know, just by hard living, not just because of genetics. You know, So it's some, it's some benefits to it. 
<laughs> no, abs- absolutely. Yeah. And, and so I, I always tell that pe- to people when uh, when I'm looking at like looking over their websites and stuff, like go to any website, there's going to be a face somewhere on that homepage because they want you to identify with s- either it's just a human being in general or a specific, you know, gender, race, uh, age bracket, you know, you're not going to go to the retirement site and not and see two young kids walking on the beach, right? You're going to see two old people walking on the beach. That's that's what you're going to see like 90% of the time. Um, to the point, it's almost cliched. But the point being is it's still people. And that's, you know, we identify with people. People, yeah. You know, so I, you know, I, I definitely, uh, I, you know, I also think uh, when you're when you're just getting started and looking at starting a podcast, I, you know, I, to me, it's always about storytelling and and bringing your stories to it are going to make so much of a difference because there could be like four, you know, black men with a gun podcasts, but like they're not going to have your story, <laughs> they're not going to have you, they're not going to have your voice. Uh, your personality, your dad jokes, like they're not going to, they're probably not going to have all of that. So it's, you know, people are going to identify with what they, what they, you know, manifest as what they want to be uh, listening to and, and taking advice from and, and hearing funny stories from. So, uh, you know, I, I would always put that into, into perspective that like, don't worry about, oh, there's already 10 podcasts on this or, or 20 podcasts on this thing. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, most of them probably aren't of your age and, they, you know, your background, where you're from, where, you know, where you've been and all of that and your story. So don't be afraid to, like, inject your stories in there uh, and and get people to come along for those those rides. If you look at Grand Torino, since we're talking about Clint Eastwood, that, yeah. movie, that movie had so much stuff in it. Like, when you first saw that guy, you saw an old white bigot dude that you thought everybody's gonna hate you, man. You suck. You 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 just just go ahead and die. But you didn't know that he had lost his wife. That he was a, a military hero. That um, his dog loved him. That he. I mean, it was, as the story is 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 what's the word? Perfectly or perfective as it perfected itself as it, as it unraveled. You learn how much character this dude had, and um, that you get with age. That you get. And if you just allow people to learn about you through, through telling of your story, through speaking, um, they will feel your heart. And don't be afraid of what, yeah, everything in there, that dude was just raw. I mean, he was just, Clint was like the ultimate butthole guy. You thought until by the end, you wanted, to, you wanted him to be your neighbor. You wanted, you wanted that, that's the guy you can go, go borrow a tool from, but you better bring it back. You, you learn that half his stuff was an act that it was like from his generation and and we forget because we don't have that people and people in our lives they're gone a lot of older folks are salty like that but they were good people they were folks that you could borrow your tool from that you could leave your kids with if it was an emergency situation you went and knocked on old walt's door not the new guy because you don't know this guy but walt Walt's stuff was his, his lawn his grass was in the same it was like a carpet he cared about his dog. He was always on the porch. He, he was going to see who brought your your packages. Use what you got. And it's not a bad thing. No, I mean, that's literally describing my neighbors across the street. I've lived here since 92. And uh, I'm, sadly, the uh, Dolores passed away. But but Bill is still, still alive, even uh, dealing with uh, stage four cancer. Mm. Um, but, and he's been around, I mean, he's had it for over two years now, so he's well outlived his, uh, potential, uh, expected life expectancy. 
Um, but yeah, same, same, same situation, same thing, you know, uh, the trusted dude. Yeah. Right. And, and, and has been, you know, been around, done, done lots of different jobs, lots of different things over the years, been retired for a long time. And, um, yeah, people would listen to his show. Yeah, right. Exactly. If he would be, so if he would, uh, if he would be want to do it, you know, he, he, but that generation don't want to tell it. That generation, no. that, that generation believed that you don't brag on yourself, that it was a negative, that it's all this. I mean, it's like this whole bunch of stuff yeah. that comes with different core values of groups of people. Um, I've just been around long enough to not be afraid of it and always have wanted to be on a microphone. So I'm just glad because I even tried to be in radio at one time mm-hmm. and, then, and then learned how cutthroat it was that if you didn't get your Arbitron ratings in the 45 days, then you were out. And um, they didn't pay as much as I thought. These guys were hustling on the weekends, doing like car washes and stuff. And Live 95, we're out there doing whatever, and that, that doesn't pay squat. So nope. <laughs> down here in the basement, in my own little home studio, I am just happy. That is, that is awesome. And I think that, that brings it back all around about being happy and being able to, to share your stories. And uh, to, to piggyback on what you said about not wanting to share it, like I only know the stories because I would go and sit on his, their porch for hours on end across my entire, like a third of my life or no, two thirds of my life. Yeah. So, so like that's the reason I know a lot of the stories and not because they, you know, pour them all out all at once or, or, yeah. or, 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 you know, so it's, uh, I think it's important for you to remember, you know, storytelling is important and bringing, uh, people those stories. Cause I, I mean, that's how I learned. Like people would say like, Oh, Joe, you don't read books. I'm like, yeah, but I read people, right. I have these conversations and I learn from their experiences and I digest it and, and apply that to how I, you know, live my life and the experiences that I've had and, and try to, you know, figure out if they're related and how I could do better the next time around. So yeah, definitely, man. I love I love the fact that you don't you don't know what you have until later. Um, everything's a surprise. Like you don't you don't value stuff that you have around your house. You don't value your own stories, stuff that has happened to you. You don't think it matters to anybody else. But I can tell you, like right now, there's going to be a, a march on Washington um, from the Dr. Martin Luther King is coming down. Well, not him, but people are going to come and try to recreate. <laughs> well, the, well, I know, right? Be- Back that up. <laughs> Zombie thing happening. <laughs> yeah, they're, right. They're trying to, trying to recreate this march. Well, I was there as a kid. Like you, this is like wow. the old, oldest thing I have. I didn't even know it was worthwhile of keeping. Uh, it's still, all, it's getting all rusty in the back. Um, but I was like one, and uh, one and a half. My dad had me like on his shoulder, marching in the crowd, and bought me this button. I remember when he got it because I was like all happy. And I had this giant button on my thing, which was like ginormous when you're a little baby. But I kept it not knowing any of this stuff had any value other than that was just the norm. Um, so now as we go through history, I can remember all kind of bits. Like they'll say, there was riots after King was killed. And I like I remember when they made us run home from school. They were like, there's riots downtown. And I got my little metal uh, lunchbox. I think I had a forgot who my character was on my little metal lunchbox. I'm running down because all the adults were screaming and crying and a little yeah. kid is just freaked out in kindergarten. So I'm just running down the street. My, my lunchbox is running back home because the world was on fire. And uh, you don't know that you're a part of history when you're in it. So tell a story, y'all. Tell it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I mean, we we see it one dimensional, right? Like, because we're we're in, we're in it, and and we don't necessarily know all the different aspects of what's going on, and and all of that. You just you see people running, and you know, especially if you're young, like you, it would might be years before anybody tells you like what what was going on, and uh, or for you to under like, go and figure it out, uh, find out. So I, no, that's um that that that's an incredibly powerful. When are they re- recreating? I hadn't heard that. This is going to be, um, unfortunately, as Al Sharpton is leading it at this time. I'll say unfortunate because I'm not a fan of his. But uh, he's got a whole bunch of folks that are coming through his network to uh, to do it. Mm. But this is D.C., so there's like a march every week. We don't even care anymore. Um, <laughs> there's always a march. There's always a protest. And it was like, all right, hopefully they divert traffic so we can go. Or we'll just stay home that day and let you guys tear up stuff if you want. <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully it's not being, you know, things aren't being torn up. Uh, I, you know, protesting is part of our, you know, the constitution and, and of a fabric of how change can peacefully come about in, in our country. Um, right. But free, yeah, free and peaceful assembly. Yes. Peaceful yes. assembly. Peaceful. Yeah. Peace, well, pe- baby, peace. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> not, not uh destruction and looting and, and all that. That's, um, but but you know to a certain extent it is a reminder to the people in charge that like hey if you don't figure out how to make change like this is this is the result like this is where we're headed and and it's a glimpse into that because it's not an everyday occurrence right like I remember talking to somebody we were um, I forget what country he was from uh, and we were talking probably like in two thousand and six seven we were having lunch and. We were talking about the difference between the country that he, you know, comes from and and in in America. And I was like, well, you know, in America, we, you know, we can sit here in this diner and we don't have to worry about like militants coming in and like taking over the diner, right? We don't have to worry about looking out the window and seeing guys with like rocket launchers and AK-47s riding in the back of a, you know, a a truck. Like that's not a thing. I mean, to a certain extent, that's not a thing here in America. Um, (laughs) You know, some people want to. play that part you know um but you know for the most part that's not what's happened that's not like a normal occurrence here right it's not like uh going to egypt uh and we might have been talking about egypt because i think that might have been happening at the time the the coup or the the um riots and stuff going on in egypt at the time and uh you know how you know here here is is it's different you know it's just it's just different here right how we how we do things and how things have law and order and and stay um somewhat assimilated whether or not it's perfect or not is it's far from perfect but the point being is is that you know the stories hearing the stories about like that from where he you know he was from and and you know comparing them to to where we are here and how like virtually safe everybody is in the country is is you know it's it's they're that's powerful stories right and i think that and i i'm actually kind of forgetting why i brought brought this all up but the point uh the point i think i was trying to make was that your your stories um are are powerful and i think that you're you know what you said about being there for that for that is i mean i'm sure that's had an impact on your entire life once you you know were reminded and you've seen the button and you kept it and and all that and it plays a part in in what you're bringing to the table and as a podcaster 
again, going back to stories, like it's really, really important that you tell those stories and, and bring other people along for them. Uh, so that's one of the reasons why on Tech Tuesday, for anybody that that's, you know, uh, that's that's in the community. Like I, I've been asking people to tell stories about their microphone. How did they fall in love with their microphone, and where is the relationship going? Like, because I want you to pull those stories out, right? <laughs> I want you to create stories, and and stories, you know, bring people along for the ride. So that is that is why. So can uh, can you please tell people how they can reach out and get connected with you? Because we are winding down on the amount of time that I have before my next call. So I need to, we need to get it. We need to keep moving, keep it moving here. Man, I appreciate this. Um, blackmanwithagun.com is one of my websites. Been around a while. And you can find it on the new kenblanchard.com. That's Ken with two N's. I happen to share my name with the Dr. Ken H. Blanchard. That's not me. Um, the one minute manager guy. I'm um, the Ken with two ends, and you put Ken and gun anywhere, it'll pop right up, despite um, that I'm also a minister, that I'm also a whole bunch of other things. So KenBlanchard.com and BlackManWithTheGun.com. I, I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today and, and sharing these stories, and hopefully we'll inspire somebody that is, you know, feeling like they're over the hill and, and ready to, you know, be done. Uh, they'll share their stories with, with their podcasting audience, even if they are just crickets to start with, right? Um, if you've enjoyed this episode of the Indie Pod Daily Show, please feel free to share it with the podcaster in your life. Uh, join us over in the group, the Facebook community. Uh, go to IndiePodcasters.com slash group. Uh, don't forget that Icon 6 is the live virtual conference. It's the next one's happening September 12th and 13th. It's two days long. It's happening in Zoom. Uh, so And it's 80s themed. So we'll have, you know, bring your 80s clothes, bring your 80s accessories, uh, your 80s hair, whatever, you know, if you got hair, you should totally do it. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, it's gonna It's going to be a lot of fun. We have over 30 speakers from around the globe. Uh, there's also uh, merch, limited edition Icon 6 merch. Uh, I just actually placed my order today for all the, the family to get their shirts. Uh, so go over to youricongear.com and purchase that as well as purchasing your ticket at uh, indiepodcasters.com slash icon6. And don't forget that if you want to learn how to launch, grow, and monetize your podcast, go over to indiepodu.com and learn all about how we can help you launch, grow, and monetize today. Everybody, I will see you all tomorrow for Training Thursday, where I will have, uh, I think it, I think Charlie uh, Cornacio. Canachio, Do you want to help me here, Ken? Canachio uh, to me. Canachio. Uh, yeah. And I will be sitting down to go over his podcasting efforts and see what we can do to help him move the needle faster on a free coaching call for nice. training Thursday. Everybody, have a great rest of your day, and I will see you all tomorrow. Take care.